The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I'm Marissa Q. Payne. And I'm Dr. James Payne. And we're super excited that you've tuned in uh, to this best of edition of our podcast. Best of. I cannot believe the season is over. That went so fast. I know, I know, I know. The season has flown by, but what a great season of tips, tools, and strategies for building healthy relationships. Yeah. So um, while we are on break, we thought it would be fun to do a little reflection on some of the highlights and maybe some updates and things like that. So we'll actually be running a couple of best of episodes over the next few weeks with some of our favorites and not so favorites and give us some updates. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to get started. So back in episode 10, you may remember we went to London and I fell in love with this timepiece. I absolutely had to have. It drove me crazy night yeah, after night after night after night. And the, the learning from that experience was just very impactful for me. And the feedback that we've received about it from other people has been tremendous as well. So we wanted to revisit that. Yeah, I look forward to hearing this again and uh, providing an update. Yes, there is an <laughs> update. There is an update. Can't wait for that. All right. So should we get into the fight of the week? Yes. Let's get into the fight of the week. Let's get into the fight of the week. So while we were gone, you found um, a must have that you just had to have while we were on vacation. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to let you set up. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm a watch person. I love nice watches. And so I just happened to be uh, in London at a watch. Just happened to be in London. (laughs) So ridiculous. At a a watch boutique. (laughs) And I found this watch that was an amazing watch. And it was uh, because of the currency uh, exchange and the fact that we don't pay uh, taxes on purchases in London. It made the watch price like literally almost a thousand dollars cheaper uh, in U.S. dollars than it would be uh, to to purchase over here. Can you tell the people about my body language right now? Your body language is all over the place, and <laughs> your head's down. You're not feeling good about this situation. I feel like you're reliving something, and you're not <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> But breathe in, breathe out. We're going to get through this. Okay. And so I saw this watch and I knew I had to have this watch. And okay. So now we had a budget. We had a budget. We had a plan. We agreed we're spending this much money. Right. We both had you an have individual this, right, budget. You have this much to spend and you have this much. That's right. what we agreed. And it wasn't $1,000. But then I called you. And I, I just wanted to say for the record, it wasn't $1,000. And you just said you get $1,000 off. But I called you (laughs) from the boutique, okay? And I said, babe, you will not believe what I have found. I have found this watch that I have simply got to take back with me. It's amazing. Here's the deal. I gave you all the details, and you were not as excited as me. (laughs) 
So I am home. You're out in the streets. I'm enjoying my bath. We agreed on what time you were coming back because we had theater tickets that night. We were going to do dinner. If I'm not mistaken, it may have actually been our anniversary day. You're mistaken. I'm pretty sure you're mistaken. But the day after. I think yeah, it was the day. Was Lucky the day for you, it was the day after. And so you call me and you're an hour to 90 minutes late. So you're not mm. back. You're 30 minutes late from when we agreed you would be back. And you're 90 minutes late from when you said you would be back. We said 4 o'clock. You was like, oh, I'll be back at 3. That London traffic, though, you just so never know. So it's 4.30, and you are calling me on 10000 about this expensive watch that you want to purchase that is outside of our budget, outside of our plan, and... You asked my opinion. Yes, I asked your opinion, and uh, you were not thrilled about it. You were like, I'm just going to tell you, I don't think you should do it. I don't think this is a good purchase. I don't think you should make this move. And I immediately, immediately became defensive because I wanted to bring that watch on. <laughs> but I wanted to bring it home in good conscience. You know, I wanted to, to get you to my side of the fence. Right. So you call me and ask my opinion, and then I give it to you, and then you're arguing Your opinion me. was the wrong. Wrong opinion. <laughs> just like what? You were supposed to be so grateful that I called. You were supposed to just give me your blessing. Oh, yeah. So that didn't happen. No. Nope. Then I reminded you that you were late, which apparently you didn't know. Yep. You reminded me that I was late because I was so focused on what I was doing. I forgot about the theater. Oh, my gosh. So you didn't buy it at that time. Nope. And we argued about it. We argued about it. That watch consumed my thoughts for a few days. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And uh, so, yeah, we had some discussion about it. And uh, yeah, so I, I eventually made the decision and, you know, after prayerful and thoughtful consideration to leave the watch in London. <laughs> <laughs> so I boarded the plane. I boarded the plane. And as I, you know, got on the plane, I put my hand on the window and I said, I'll always love you. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been? <laughs> and how did you get to that decision? <laughs> well, I got to that decision. Uh, I didn't want to. Well, I got there a couple ways. The first way I got there uh, is you actually put the rope down. And so you actually, I worn you down, I think, to the point you were like, you know what? If you want the watch, go get the watch. Please stop talking to me and about so this watch. I was, you know, I was excited. I was going the next day to go pick the watch up. And I get in the Uber. I, I, I get to the boutique to, to get this watch. And I'm in the boutique. All that's left for me to do is get a guy in my car, check out, and leave. And I can't get peace about buying this watch. Like, you know, I just have this internal uh, struggle that, you know, I don't feel good about buying this watch, even though I finally got permission to buy this watch. <laughs> and uh, so I decided, you know, I don't feel peace in my spirit about this. Uh, I don't feel any settlement about this. So I just left the watch there. I know. And you were just like, oh, the spirit wouldn't let me do it. Wouldn't let me do it. And I was like. Spirit sound a lot like your wife, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so even 
on our beautiful vacation, periodically we had some heated discussions. Mm. And they it wasn't like we were like walking around fighting. We would just kind of talk about it. You would share your opinion. And I'd say, well, remember we had this list and this really isn't at the top of the list. And right. you were like, well, you, you get important things and you don't think my stuff is important, you know? And so that would like go left. So we would just kind of drop it, you know, take a breather, go walking, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, mm-hmm. let it go. So that happened like, you know, for a couple of days, like you said. And then finally I was just like, you know what? Let me see the watch. What what is what does it look like? Oh, look at that. That's not wow. That's you know, yep, get you it. were patronizing just like that. <laughs> it's just, just like, like that. Well, cause you have a number of timepieces and it sort of looked like several of them to me mm. but you know it's just like obviously this is a 10 for you you yeah. know whatever yeah you want the watch get the watch so we can move on with our life yeah so i think that the takeaway is you want to be able to find peace in your purchase and uh when you're making high ticket purchases you know you want to be able to have some level of peace and agreement uh, with your spouse about doing so. And I wasn't able to find peace. And so I left that particular watch in London. Yay. Yay. I thought it was a terrible idea, but, you know, in the scheme of life, he was asking for some from our joint money and the rest of it he had in his personal money. So I was just like, whatever. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, I came over to your side, but it was clear that I still didn't support it, you mm-hmm. know? So I mm-hmm. was willing to go, you know, support you because it was important to you, even mm-hmm. though I thought it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you drop the rope like that, it just called me to another level of consciousness and accountability and just thinking through this on a higher level, because prior to that, it was just, we were combatants yeah but once you drop the rope and we're not combating about this anymore now i have to deal with the responsibility of being a a person of responsible accountability here Mm -hmm. uh and it's not about the fight anymore now it's like okay okay yikes is this really the best thing to do yeah it's kind of like attacking the person versus attacking the problem Mm -hmm. you know at first it was about me because it's something at heightened emotion you really really want and anybody getting in the way of that is just coming against you Mm -hmm. right which it really it wasn't really about me but that's how you were feeling or that's what you were telling yourself to justify what you wanted to do um and then once I wasn't there anymore then it's like oh Okay, you know, well, then there's some other logical stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you learned a lot from that. What, in hindsight, what did you learn? Like, what are you thinking? Well, I think the biggest uh, takeaway from me is um, don't let an inanimate object, like, control you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like this this thing completely consumed me it controlled me uh and uh i was able to um ward it off uh while in london um, <laughs> but as soon as i got back to the states uh i actually just kept looking at 
the math and looking at the numbers. And as soon as I was able to reconcile the purchase without having to get into our money and just work only with my money, I was at the store buying the watch. True confessions. True true confessions <laughs> of a watchaholic. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, the best news of the day, it, it fits me well. I'm and looking and you're not even wearing the watch now. Well, as you mentioned, I have multiple timepieces. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the one thing uh, for me that really, really um, helped me understand, like it was a waste of money, uh, was the fact I'm looking at all these watches that I have and I'm like looking at them like, all y'all going to do for me is tell time? <laughs> like, is that all I get out of y'all? You just going to tell me what time it is? That's it? And uh, I was like, already had plenty of things to tell me the time, so definitely a waste of money and yet you just had to have it at that moment yep um so yep. i'm like what do, what do we do because it happens mm. often it happens um i don't know if not I just would with say. you i wasn't see i knew you yeah. were gonna say that i know you so well well this is awkward <laughs> because i have not spoken so what was i gonna say you were you i could just hear it off your lips you were like oh i don't know if it happens often i didn't mean you in particular i'm saying you it the body collective i got yes, it i got it i got it if i say you in particular then you're like ready to defend listen i'm just all about statements of fact and providing semantics. clarity and making sure that we are clear <laughs> About what we're talking about, and we're on the same page. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes. And so it just makes me wonder, though, you know, when you have that type of craving uh, for a possession, uh, I'm I'm really doing a lot of self-evaluation trying to figure out what does that say about me as a person? Where, where, Mm. uh, how does that highlight, like, where am I deficient where, like, I'm consumed (laughs) by this materialistic thing and I literally can't let it go? Uh, That's concerning to me and it's something I definitely want to dig into some more. Well, and I think from a relationship perspective, like how do we manage it or how do we navigate it? Mm-hmm. Like what what are our ground rules for, you know, getting through that? Like when you just got to have it, we need like a safe word or, you know, we need some ground rules before we need them. Because mm-hmm. in the moment, you know, and like I said, it's not just you. I mean, there's time, maybe if it's a handbag or a, this amazing dress that I just have to have. Yeah. I think we just did this. Like I wanted to book a trip. Yes. <laughs> and yes. you were like, that's not in the budget. And yes. I'm like, but I know I want to go. And I'm right. currently working book on flights. And, you right. Know? And this is after you had already booked like several other other flight. I was like, please come up for air, take a breath, back away from the computer, put the credit card down, go have lunch, drink some water, and calm down. I still haven't caught up to how much your watch was, but whatever. You're going to have to let that go at some point. Like, I have admitted so much here. I have admitted that it was a mistake. I have admitted that I regret the decision. I have admitted that it's a waste of money. You're just going to continue to pour salt in an open wound. Because it's still there, though. Like, I see it shining, glistening for no reason. Well, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. So maybe that when I let it go is when we take it to the pawn shop. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm I'm through. I'm through. I can't work in these conditions. <laughs> so I thought it would only be fair for us to include the fan favorite hmm. episode, the most popular episode from season one. And that would be episode three. Um, why is 
marriage so hard. Yes. Um, why do you think that resonated with people so much? Well, I think it resonated because relating well with other people, especially in uh, intimate partner relationship, is tough. Uh, you're talking about uh, trying to get along with somebody. You know, if you live together and you're married uh, 24 hours a day almost, <laughs> it's hard. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of why it resonates so much. I think we offered some good advice in that to that question. Let's listen in. Yeah, I agree. All right. Question of the week it says my husband and I have been married for two years, but dated for about seven years. Our relationship seemed more fun and spontaneous before we married. Is it normal for relationships to be more difficult in marriage? Hashtag why is marriage so hard? Wow, it's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. How do you answer that question, sweetie? Um, well, I think that's a um loaded question. And as a coach, of course, I have more questions. You know, because there's not a lot there. And so hashtag why is marriage so hard? Um I think all relationships can be challenging, any relationship, married or otherwise. And if they dated for seven years, do they have children now? Like, is there a mortgage now? Like, I'm thinking about what changed from dating to marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And that could be all kinds of stuff. I think the stereotype about, oh, once they get married, stuff changes. You can talk about this from a male perspective, traditional perspective, where, you know, men are like, oh, everything always changes when you get married. I definitely don't agree with that. I think that when you find your friend, when you find the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, that it gets better. My relationship has gotten better in marriage and continues to get better. So I don't think that um, now we have to, you know, learn, obviously learn and be flexible and compromise. And we've had challenging times. So you definitely have to work through that. But I don't think that has anything to do with marriage in and of itself. I think it has to do with living in a house with someone, period. Right. Mm -hmm. Sharing yeah. a bathroom, sharing a bedroom, sharing space, you know, habits where you put your underwear, what kind of bread, how you close the wrapper. Yeah. Um, all Which of is that different stuff. from dating. It, yeah. Like, did they live together or did they not live together? Right. I just I have so many questions to know to, in order to be able to answer that. What expectations did they have? What did they talk about before they got married? Like, I just I got nothing but questions there. But mm -hmm. I, I definitely don't think that getting married has to be and shouldn't be worse from dating. I think it gets better, but it definitely requires some skill and some information in terms of how you do it for sure. Hmm. My thoughts around that is that when you are dating somebody, you're consistently bringing your best to try to impress them, hmm. uh, if you will. I think there is some degree of change in that when you get married, whereby you're not trying to perhaps impress them in the same way as frequently hmm. uh, as you are. Know. For seven years, though, they dated for seven years. You still trying to impress after seven years? That is a long time to... <laughs> date but you know i would say uh it's possible i mean you should i still try to impress you you still try to impress me um uh, at least six times a year <laughs> and i still try to impress you at least 
five. I was about to say, oh my God, how many, I was just, I was waiting. I was like, how many times? Yes. Mother's Day and Easter. Oh my goodness. This is a little more frequent but- than that. <laughs> it's a little more frequent than that. But, you know, I, I think the, the, the key to really understand about. You impressed uh, me without trying, baby. That was good. <laughs> that was good. You impressed me too. Without trying. I'm going to steal that and just say it about you. You you know the rule, though. What's the rule? Once, Once I said it, you said, can't yeah. say it. Oh, my gosh. Get your own stuff. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I think being in that type of relationship uh, where you're dating uh, someone, I can think back to when you and I uh, first started dating. It was all about, you know, I worked real hard to make sure my car was clean. When I picked you up, your Mm. sitting space was tight, you know, making sure that I had, you know, the right resources to take you on the date and everything was just perfect and that sort of thing uh, by design. Uh, And so you used to clean your car for me. I used to clean my car for you. Nice. Yes. Now I clean my car for you still. She's looking at me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. You clean the car for us sometimes. I agree with that. Okay. But it's less of a priority now because we're not dating necessarily every day. We, we, right. We out here trying to live life. We're trying to live our best life. Yes. And- raise these kids, all this good stuff. Yeah. So my question back to the writer would be, why is the marriage so hard? Right. So what's getting in the way? What has changed in the relationship? What was working when you were dating? What did you love? Right. Going back to your first love. What were you doing then that made you want to say, yep, I want to do this forever? And what's different now? And make sure (laughs) above all that you think about self, right? Do your self-reflection. Look at the man in the mirror before you look at your partner, um, the man or the woman in the mirror and decide how are you different? Right. And what are the things that you used to do? You know, like you just said, you used to wash the car when we went out like it was a special thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So how special have things been in the relationship? Because the energy transfers. Right. Of course, that makes a difference. So what's changed for you? And then have dialogue about it. Mm -hmm. Right. You do change. So if you dated seven years and you've been married to we're looking at a 10 year relationship. Who you are today is not who you were 10 years ago. So what do you need now? And have conversations about that. And where are you going? What does the next 10 years look like? What are your dreams? What's your heart's desire? And make sure you're having conversation about that. It's a beautiful thing to grow and evolve with your life partner. But evolution is key. So what it was yesterday should not be necessarily what it is today. So have the conversation open it up. So hashtag why is marriage so hard? I just ask you the question back and encourage you to look for the solution in what will work for your marriage. Mm, That's an amazing response. Um, Because as you mentioned, that evolution takes place. So what you needed for me at the dating and courting stage as we were getting to know each other isn't the same thing you need 20 plus years down the road, three kids. 
it grows, it expands. And so if you're going to be successful in marriage, you have to be fluid and be able to learn new information and apply new information based on new needs. Right. Yeah. And so understanding from your partner, what are the needs now for us to be able to effectively relate well together uh, is critical. It's critical. I love the evolution. So I have a question. Mm hmm. Were you the listener that wrote this question? <laughs> no, I was not the listener that wrote this question. Is your marriage so hard? <laughs> uh, my marriage is not so hard um, anymore. I think we have uh, really grown a lot. Uh, I know what it is to have a really, really, really hard relationship. There are still challenges, but I think, you know, we have so many tools. We don't always use those tools, but we have them. Uh, and I think we really make a concerted effort to uh, make our marriage work. I know when we were just most recently uh, in with our counselor and just kind of talking through some challenges we were having, the first question she asked us was about whether or not we were ready to divorce. Like mm -hmm. if uh, either, she kind of turned and asked both of us. And when she asked the question, like it was just a shock of recognition, but then we immediately got on teams and like we were ready to jump her. Right. <laughs> like she was in danger and she didn't even realize it. Like, what do you mean? Am I ready to divorce this woman? He was like, what do you mean if I'm ready to divorce this man? Right. So, uh, yeah, marriage is hard. It's tough. Uh, it takes a lot of concerted effort and work. Uh, we're not exempt from that. We have to work hard and make conscious decisions every day to choose love, choose forgiveness, choose to think positive about, you know, uh, your your mate, uh, assume positive intent. All those things uh, are critical to maintaining a happy and, and sustainable marriage. And we have to do it every single day. Uh, but it's not as hard as it once was because I think we've picked up a little steam, have some momentum and rhythm. Yeah, it's funny because um, going back to the kids being on the show, one of the questions that um, my daughter asked was, and I think a listener actually brought this up as well. Like, is it healthy to argue or have, mm. you know, this many spats? I remember so, that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I said one of the things that distinguishes family, you're stuck with your family. Like mm. we don't get to choose our family. We just have them. And generally speaking, you know, my kids know, my mother knows, my sister knows they're my family no matter what. Right. 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 For the most part, generally speaking, you accept your family as family. Yes. No matter what they do. Mm. <laughs> and for whatever reason, our relationships or our marriages, we mm. tend to treat it different. Yeah. It's more disposable. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, if you do whatever, then it's over. Right. right? And that's not the way it's intended. Absolutely. It's a commitment just like family. Absolutely. So I think that that attitude needs to shift. Mm. And when we really look at our partners as family wow. and have that commitment solidified that this is just like my sister and my mother, we are in this no matter what. Mm. Of course, you're going to have disagreements. I fight with my sister. I might, you know, or what have you. And you might go a period where it's like. You know, we're not, well, I'm not talking to her right now or what have you, but you best believe after a period of time, we're going to work it out. Mm. Um, and I think that that's what relationships and marriages as well. Wow. No, that's good. Yeah. I think we talked about that with the um, listener that wrote in and asked about was marriage necessary. Mm. And again, I think when you make that commitment, you know, before God and, and before your family and to each other, like it's binding. Mm. <laughs> 
Absolutely. All right. So we are going to call that a best of show. We hope that you enjoyed it. And we're looking forward to um, coming back to you next week with a few more of our favorites. In the meantime, share this with a friend and we look forward to talking to you in social spaces. See you. Bye. This is Life, Love and Leadership. The Life, Love and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages. Connect with us, find us and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.